Civilized Country Podcast, your backyard for sports, entertainment, and real life issues. This is your educated country host, Mr. Jason. And do me a favor, ladies and gents, kick back, pour you a glass of your desired beverage, recline the lazy boy or the smooth leather couch, whatever you got, and do me a favor and vibe with me while we ride through these country streets. All right? Now, we always civil, we always country. Now, one, two, okay, let's go. Alright guys, so um, Today, you know We're going to talk about a few more topics That are pressing in the NFL It's like when and stuff not pressing in the NFL This is that time of year What seems to stay in the headlines So that's what we're going to talk about right? That's what we're going to talk about right now Alright, so I got to start off with one of my um, country cousins A Georgia boy Who got in a little bit of trouble this past weekend Right. Alright, so my homeboy I don't really know him like that But he seemed cool uh, Alvin Kamara, he was arrested on a battery charge uh, this past weekend. Right now, um, the police say that uh, the victim claimed that he was um, battered severely, um, something like that. He, he was battered pretty bad. So, um, you know, this is just me speculating, but apparently, Mr. Kamara had to hit him with them, uh, with them bows, throw them bows. You know what I'm saying? You know, he from GA. So I'm sure he probably knows how to do that very well. Because that's one thing that we do a lot down here. At least we used to. You know what I'm saying? Back, I guess, when it was cool. But then we switched to just getting crunk. But, you know, we know how to throw them bows, right? Throw them dusty roll bows. Dusty rolls bows. You know what I'm saying? Um. Anyway, so Kamara, he had four catches during the Pro Bowl game. All right? And um, as soon as he took off his shoulder pads and his, and his uniform... They went ahead and they put them chains on his wrist. They took him into custody. All right, they took him to the Clark County Detention Center. They charged him here. They charged him with battery. All right, and um, but luckily Kamara was was able to post bond shortly thereafter. All right, um, so you know we'll kind of keep you posted on what's going on with Mr. Kamara, uh, Kamara, Kamara. Sorry if I messed your name up, sir. But um. You know, I guess things happen when you go to Vegas. They say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless you get locked up. Like, that it stays with you, right? It travels with you. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if you leave Vegas. It's still on your record. Why they don't talk about that? Why isn't that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? If I get locked up, does that stay in Vegas? Huh? I mean... Oh, those are the rules when you go out there, right? But you know how it goes, man. You you go out there and um, you know, it's a lot of drinking that goes on out there. There's a lot of activities in general, a lot of gambling. You know, somebody might step on your toes in a casino. I'm not really sure what happened in this particular situation, but obviously Mr. Kamara, he, he felt tried. And um, he did something that somebody of his stature... Um, has to be very cautious with doing because um you know you can get taken advantage of like if somebody decides to provoke you uh to a place where you have to put your hands on them man that can't be good because i mean depending on what type of cat you're dealing with they're gonna turn around and they're gonna you know they're gonna file lawsuits you know it don't take much for them to get you thrown in jail because you know they already looking to do something for you anyway just because they love to put a high profile athlete um, 
a black man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? In the county. So, you got to be careful, bro. Especially if you're wearing them, um, them platinum teeth. You know what I'm saying? I seen you wearing in that game. I know you probably shining out there, man. Come on, man. You know you know you're a target, man. They going to see you out there. They going to see you. They going to be like, oh, man, we got us one right here. You know what I'm saying? We going to lock his ass up. It could be something as simple as, uh, I don't know, you could have bumped into him. Now they saying battery. Again, I don't know. Maybe you really threw them bowls on his cane. Maybe you did. I don't know. But you got to be got to be a little more cautious, man. And you got to be, um, got to be a little bit smarter than that. Because, man, I mean, you've been doing very well since you've been in the league, sir. Um, but it only takes one time for something to happen that can derail your entire career, man. So just, just be a little smarter than that, dog. That's something I can really tell you about that, though. But uh, excellent game, Mr. Kamara. You know, I salute you for that, man. Just, just stay smart out there, man. Don't let them trick you off the streets, bro. All right? Yeah. Okay. So, now, going back to this head coaching fiasco that has been taking place this offseason. Well, really, every season. But it's just being highlighted this particular offseason, right? All right. So, it looks like the um, the Miami Dolphins, they decided to hire a gentleman by the name of Mr. Mike McDaniel. Now, Mr. Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. All right. So let's think about that for a second. Now, Kyle Shanahan, he got the job for his genius and his play calling abilities for being such a wonderful offensive coordinator. I know, trust me, this is my team right there. He came from there. Well, I mean, he coached at many places, but he had a lot of success here it led us to a Super Bowl, primarily based on how he had our offense swagging. Right throughout that entire year, so we know that that Kyle Shanahan is the um, the mastermind that makes that you know makes the whole thing work. All right, but um, the claim to fame seemed to go to Mr. Uh, Mike McDaniel here. All right, so Miami said, you know what, Mike, we're gonna take a chance on you. Buddy. All right, so the Dolphins said, you know what, so we just had the Brian Flores incident take place. All right, so let's hire somebody who, nah, he, he doesn't necessarily have to be black. Okay, you know what? Um, uh, you know what, Mike, you identify yourself as multiracial, right? Does that count? Hmm? Does that count? I mean, he ain't really dark black like Brian Flores was, but he's multiracial. He identifies as that. So that's got to count for something, right? Hmm. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> you said, okay, so we get somebody. He he mixed, you know what I'm saying? Maybe his uh, great-great-granddaddy, you know what I'm saying, interbreeded. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what his mom and daddy is. But I'm going to tell you what he looked like when I look at the picture. He don't look like me or you. He kind of looked like the, the backside of my, my hand, just like that, that. You know what I'm saying? He looked like the other side of my hand, for real. But okay, he's multiracial. Cool. All right, so how does that sit with us? Hmm? Should we be happy with that? Hmm? I mean, like, why are we so passionate about this anyway? What's the big deal, guys? You guys are like, okay, so, I mean, what do you want? You guys just want a, a, a just a black guy? I mean, you're not happy with a minority. 
minority won't get it done for you. He's got to be black. Um, come on, if we just hire a minority and just call him a minority, surely that has to check the box, right? That has to check the box. All right. Okay, so that's what you say. All right, so also, you know, quote unquote minorities in the league, you got uh, Ron Rivera. Um, I'm not really sure of his descent. It's either Hispanic or Native American. I don't want to mess that up, but he's not black. He is considered a minority, right? Um, and then you have the gentleman for the New York Jets, the coach, Robert Slayer. I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, Robert Slayer, right? Um, he's also considered to be a minority. Um, I believe he is of Hispanic descent as well, right? Uh, well, he's a minority. I know that for a fact. He's a minority. All right. So, so should we be content? Should we be comfortable? Because they now have hired another minority. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I don't care nothing about the whole minority aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, nah, man. Like, minority. Like, look here, man. Um, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Black and brown people, we 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 had our fair share of issues here. But let me tell you something, man. Right? I know that my people that look like me in this country, and I'm only gonna speak for this country, because I can't speak for nobody else, nobody, no other country, right? I can only speak for here and what we go through. All right. So that's what I know in this country, all right? We definitely have had our issues here, right? Anybody from anywhere else, I can't speak to that, all right? I'm not saying that you don't go through stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I know what the hell we went through down here. You know what I mean? I know. I know what we went through down here. So guess what? By you hiring somebody of another ethnicity or ethnic group, that don't make me feel better. I'm sure that I'm not alone in that that feeling. Like that don't make me feel no better, partner. Like, okay, yeah, all right. You hired who? Okay. Oh, okay. He checked the box. Oh, okay. All right, cool. You know what I mean, I don't want to get Durant and, and, and be disrespectful to anybody because you know what I'm saying. We, we salute to everybody, right? Because I mean, you know, black people, we 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 try to be cool with everybody, but at some point, we got to make a stand for us. We got to make a stand for us. Being like, look, man, no, man, okay, we've been here, we've been here in this country, right? You ain't just gonna keep stepping all over us, home. That's what they do. They feel like that's what they can do to us. So anyway, anyway, so um, the Miami Dolphins they hired Mike McDaniel. He is the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, right? Got rid of blind Brian Flores to bring in Mr. Mike McDaniel. All right. You know, that's, that's what y'all want to do. All right. So, I tell you what, let's pay a few bills real quick. All right. So, hidden chili is made with fresh ingredients, it's southern, homemade, and it's chunky. Right? It's not just good, but it's hidden. Hidden chili. All right. That's a good ass chili, guys. I'll tell y'all right now. 
hidden shit. Alright, let's get right back into it then. Alright guys, so the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. They um they 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 said that they have completed their discussion with their associate head coach and defensive coordinator, Mr. Lovey Smith. Um, so, okay, let's just break that down one more time, shall we? All right, so, said they have completed discussions. What what, what the hell that mean? Complete, okay. We completed discussions, so we're done talking. We're done talking to, uh, to, to Lovey Smith, the associate head coach, all right? Now, keep in mind that word, right? Associate head coach like an associate degree um not a bachelor right not a master's not a phd but an associate all right he's an associate head coach not a head coach but an associate head coach all right so just break that down just a little bit more because i was just like okay well you know associate head coach right so um they assist the head coach with management and administration um, and all activities pertaining to football. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. All activities pertaining to football. All right. So you're not a head coach. You're an associate coach. So you're telling me that he, he was just in the background. Um, he, he came on when David Cully came on. So what happens is, you know, typically black people have to bring in other brothers. You know what I'm saying? In in, in positions. Because like, hey man, if they not gonna give you a, a job, you can show ride with me, man. Come on, come on over here, bro. I got you. You can you can come with me. So what they said, they said, you know what? The whole David Cully thing was a was a dog and pony show. We got rid of his ass. Alright. Lovey Smith, he's still around. We're gonna keep him around. Okay. He got the position of uh, an associate head coach with some bullshit, some BS. Um but, but we're gonna keep them on just my, just a little while so we can have somebody of um you know black ethnicity on the staff so don't nobody say nothing to us okay okay i got it i got it what we're gonna do now um you know this whole brian flores stuff came out good thing we kept lovey around and we ain't let him go when when we let david go okay because you know we we know that lovey at least he didn't want a super bowl so, so we ain't gonna get rid of him yet we just gotta keep that feather in our pocket just in case something happen and they say, hey man, y'all don't got no black people on y'all staff. What's going on? Let's keep Lovey around. All right. Let's call him. He, he is an associate head coach, which is basically lipstick on a pig. As far as I'm concerned. It's lipstick on a freaking pig. All right. Cool. All right. Now, now just to reintroduce Lovey Smith to you guys, right? So, um, Lovey Smith previously coached the Chicago Bears from 2004 into 2012, and he coached Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2014 and 15 seasons, right? Um, obviously, he took the Chicago Bears to a Super Bowl where he played against Tony Dungy. They were the first two uh, black head coaches to ever play in a Super Bowl. Obviously, Dungey won. Um, and um, 
then, you know, after he was let go in Chicago in 2012, uh, he went to Tampa in 2014 and 15 season, right? Now, he had two seasons there. Now, get this. The first season he came in there, he, you know, he, he took over a bad team, right? Uh, he finished that year at 2-14 and 14 record. He was 2-14 and 14 his first year, right? So, the next year, okay, well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me re- retrace that. Now, 2-14, and 14, okay, so they had the worst record. So what happened was that warranted them the number one draft pick for the following year. So guess what? They got the number one draft pick. They drafted Jameis Winston, all right? So Lovey coaching Jameis Winston the following year, he coached them to a six and 10 season. All right, that's four games better than the previous year. All right, you can see progress is taking place. You can see it happening. They're on the way up, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, negative, Jim. The next season, they said, man, Lovey, go on kick rocks. Uh, you got somebody on your coaching staff named Dirk Cutter. We really like this guy. We really think he's an offensive guru, and he's the right shade of uh, skin tone that we prefer, um, not to mention. But Dirk Cutter, we really want to see what he got. But guess what? Lovey Smith kick rocks. Uh, come on, Dirk. Come on. Come on and, and coach this team. Okay. So they're just going to just uh, ignore the fact that Lovey was a Super Bowl winning uh, well, no, he didn't win, but he, he took his team to the Super Bowl. and it, it wasn't like he was just chopped liver, but okay, all right. And it wasn't like it wasn't progress to be made. Um, I, Honestly, do you think that these these, these um, black athletes respond better to a um, to, to somebody that doesn't look like them, that look like the opposite side of my hand, as opposed to looking like them? You don't think that they will respond better to somebody who looked like their daddy or their uncle? Huh? Are they brother? Are they granddaddy? I don't know. But no, okay. So they went with Dirk Cutter. They went with Dirk Cutter. All right. Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter stuck up the joint. Stuck up the joint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, so that was that. So that's kind of, that's kind of, seemed to me that they just used Lovely like, hey, we know we're going to be sorry this season. All right. Come on in here. Stink up the joint. We're going to get a good draft pick. All right. And then we're going to just just pretty much use you to groom him for one year, and then we're going to get you up out of here. So we really didn't want you to coach our new draft pick. All right? We just wanted to get that number one pick, and we needed a fall guy to fall back on. right? So we just needed you to suck for a little while, lovey. Okay. All right. <sighs> Moving right along, right? All right, so another news. The Saints just hired uh, Dennis Allen today. He was a defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, you know, I guess he was already on the coaching staff, right? So, to me, that was kind of, he probably was the number one candidate for them all the whole time, right? Uh, he had always been there. But, um, so everybody else was just, again, another dog and pony. So, if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? They brought whatever black athletes in there, excuse me, black coaches in there just to interview them, but... I really don't think that they ever had a shot. I think this was always Dennis Allen's job, in my personal opinion. Everybody else is just a dog and pony show. Man, you can't make this dish. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. But hey, man, this is the NFL. All right. So, how about this? Now, now this one kind of really hits me, right? 
out of all the disrespect and everybody that we've discussed over the past couple of weeks, because I know that this has been a very hot topic for me on this show and for probably you and your and your life as well if you're an NFL fan, right? Okay, so you guys all remember Mr. Jim Caldwell, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, what happened to Jim Caldwell, man? All right, right. Now, if you guys remember, um, Jim Caldwell, he actually, he was Tony Dungy's successor. So Tony Dungy said, hey, I'm going to step down back in 2008. Well, he retired in, two, Tony Dungy retired in 2009. So when he stepped down, he put in place to bring up his brother, um, Jim Caldwell. So, Jim Caldwell, he obviously, he was the offensive coordinator when Tony Dungy and the Indianapolis Colts won the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl 41, right? Yeah, they won it. Black coach, black offensive coordinator, hey, they won it, right? So anyway, so it was only natural for him to go ahead and do the same thing that everybody else had been doing and say, go ahead and bring, bring my guy in here. Right, he has been here. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and edify him and put him into the position that I was just in. All right, so Jim Caldwell had one of the best debut seasons of an NFL head coach in the history of the NFL. All right, go ahead and let that soak in for a second. He had one of the best head coaching tenures or season in the history of the NFL for a new head coach. So Jim Caldwell, he finished the season with a 14-2 and record. His first season. Now, true enough, the team was already good. You know, he had Peyton Manning. You know, true enough. But he was the coach. He was the head coach. Now, 14-2 and record. Now, if you guys can remember this far back, if anybody is younger than that, maybe you don't recall whatsoever, but that those two games that they lost was because they decided to sit the starters. Right now, they, true enough, they could have won maybe if they would have played the starters, but by, based on the way that they started, they were 14 and 0. They were 14 and 0. Right? So the general manager. Um, I believe his name was Bill Polian, something to that effect, right? Yeah, Bill Polian. He pretty much was the advocate to have Jim Caldwell sit the starters for the last two games of the regular season since they had already locked up the number one seed in the AFC. So, So, Mr. Bill Polian said, no, no, no. Not going undefeated on my watch, guy. This isn't going to be in the record books. Nope. Y'all ain't going undefeated. We're going to make you, well, we're going to suggest, quote unquote, that you bench your starters the last two games of the regular season. So there will be no perfect season. All right. And so, therefore, they lost both of those games and they went finished with a 14 and 2 record. Uh, so, anyway, 
um, that particular season, which was, again was Jim Caldwell's rookie season, right? He led the Indianapolis Colts to the Super Bowl. All right, Caldwell became the fifth rookie head coach of all time to lead his team to a Super Bowl, where he later did lose to the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, my arch rivals, by the way, in the Super Bowl. I believe that was Super Bowl 46. Yeah, that was 46. All right. So yeah, so they lost. They lost that particular one. Um, but. Again, he's a rookie head coach. He made it to the Super Bowl. Interesting. All right. Now, the, the, the next year, the next two years, I believe they finished with a, um, a mediocre record. Uh, Peyton Manning started having the issues with his neck, if you guys remember. And then, um, you know, the next two years, they won a downward trend. They ended up letting him go. And, um, you know, that was that for Mr. Caldwell after that. So now you would think that people would be beating down his door to try to, to hire him again based on what, what he had done. You know? So, okay, now he gets another shot, 2014. Oh, let me rewind a little bit. So for, for Baltimore, Baltimore actually, when they went to the Super Bowl, uh, against the 49ers they had the day before they went to the Super Bowl they had upgraded or they had put him in the position of offensive coordinator which later allowed the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl against the 49ers you guys remember when Baltimore played San Francisco 49ers yeah Jim Caldwell was the offensive coordinator now I mean you know true enough the offense coordinator before that, he had just got fired after they had just beat the Patriots in the AFC championship game, from what I recall here. And then they then hired Jim Caldwell as the offensive coordinator. And obviously they later went on to win the Super Bowl. All right. But that's not where Jim Caldwell's story ends either. Now in 2014, he was announced as the Detroit Lions head coach. The first season as the head coach, he led the team to an 11-5 record, and they made the playoffs. Right? And they made the playoffs. First season. All right? All right, so the next two years, um, they finished with 9-7 record. I guess they didn't meet expectations. I mean, damn Detroit Lions, man. What are y'all expectations for real? Right? So, and, and then they proceeded to let him go on January 1st. 2018. New Year's Day, you let the man go. New Year's Day. Hey, Happy New Year. You're fired. Okay. All right. So the moral of the story is, man, Jim Caldwell is a hell of a coach. How has he not received the head coaching job? Now, with his tenure with the Lions, he finished 36 and 28, which was the best record since Buddy Parker, who was Detroit Lions head coach back in the 1950s. Right. So Jim Caldwell, to date, to date, was the best head coach the Detroit Lions have had since Buddy Parker in the 1950s. Detroit, y'all ought to be a damn shame to y'all say that. Karma is a damn man. Look here, man. 
y'all had this man he led y'all to an 11 and 5 season first time making the playoffs and i don't know how long and then because you, you had two mediocre seasons which were still winning seasons might i add and um you say you say hey thanks but um yeah you're not living up to expectations what the hell are y'all expectations detroit front office what are y'all doing man so bottom line is man how the hell are these coaches not offered jobs uh, we just sat there and went down the line with jim caldwell and all of his accomplishments you telling me that's not head coach material you telling me you're gonna put this guy that you found in the, in the back dumpster in a head coaching position over to him yeah that don't make no sense man Somebody got to tell me what y'all smoking on, man, because it don't make no sense. So, man, this is just another example, man. You know, this is our Black History Month, right? So now we understand the black history of the NFL head coaches and the accomplishments that we've done in this game. And we're still getting slighted, right? But again, man, you know, I'm about to go ahead and sign out of here and pay some bills, man. I appreciate you guys for listening, man. You know what I'm saying? Really appreciate that. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and pay some more bills. And we'll see you in another 48 hours, man. Later on. Peace.